What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, Illinois' child welfare chief is resigning. What to know about fall vaccines and FEMA and CityCast passes another major milestone. Here with me to talk about it all is lead producer Simone Alisea. It's Tuesday, October 10th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. Morning, Simone. Good morning, Jacoby. How are you? I'm doing well. We got some big stories today, starting with the director of Illinois Department of Children and Family Services, or DCFS, as most people commonly refer to it as, uh, has announced that he will resign effective at the end of the year. Mark Smith has led the agency the past four and a half years, and um, it's been a turbulent time, to say the least. Today, a fresh report from the Independent State Auditor General says the problems are getting worse, not better for the department tasked with caring for the state's most vulnerable kids. Rising abuse and neglect complaints, growing vacancy rates among investigators, and a litany of children who have died in the agency's care. Since December, nine kids on Illinois DCFS radar have died. Several audits of the department reveal glaring problems. I mean, Simone, these are longstanding problems inside of uh, inside of DCFS. But but what has it looked like over the last four years while, while Smith has, has been the leader? There have been, uh, over the past 10 years, 13 different directors and acting directors. It has sort of been this revolving door. That's like Bears coach level of revolving door. (laughs) Yeah, there's just this, and like when you have that, it is really hard to make substantial long-term change when your leadership keeps changing like that. So the fact that Mark Smith was was in this office for four and a half years, basically for Pritzker's entire first term, um, you know, we actually kind of got to see uh, you, you know, we had some stability. Um, that's kind of the good news <laughs> out of DCFS. There was some stability, but, you know, Smith's announcement came one week after the state auditor general released a report on basically how the agency has fared over the past couple years. And fa- that audit found that there were 33 major failures by the department even more than the previous review cycle. And among these failures, you know, there's things having to do with transparency. You know, when is DCFS informing local law enforcement, uh, uh, county prosecutors about like serious incidents, um, you know, such as reports alleging the death of a child, serious injury, malnutrition, that kind of stuff. There's been an uptick in cases and number of kids being held in detention centers, kids sleeping in offices, on floors. I mean, at one point, Smith had been held in contempt of court, what, like over a dozen times? Yes. The Cook County Public Guardian has filed lawsuits, um, you know, over uh, against Smith and against the agency. 
this is such an entrenched problem <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and is such a, a, a big deal, right? When we're talking about DCFS, right? We're talking about the state's most vulnerable kids. That's kids in the state's care. Um, mm-hmm. That so foster kids uh, 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 and you know kids who would are staying in state facilities. Um, we are also talking about in general uh, kids who are at risk of or who are being abused in some way. Right? DCFS mm-hmm. also touches families where where that is potentially an issue. Um, you know, the the department has been under a consent decree, a federal consent decree um, since for the past 30 years, for three decades. Uh, it is it is, you know, had a mandate from on high to 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 make improvements to the way it does things. And so I don't think anyone is in, you know, super surprised about Smith's departure, which is effective at the end of the year. Um but I think, you know, whoever is is next in this position, right, they've got a lot of baggage um, that they're coming exactly. into and in coming into here. But it does sound like in some ways they're coming into a situation that is at least better funded than it was even six or seven years ago under the Round Air administration. The budget has consistently gone up under J.B. Pritzker. It is now around one point eight billion dollars. They've been able to hire close to 200 uh, new employees into DCFS. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think that, you know, the the next individual is going to to undo all of the problems. It will remain under a consent decree. It will remain a highly criticized office. Uh, but but I wonder if they'll have maybe even, you know, more of a, a not outspoken, but a more public role as because this this is a a sort a big resignation um you know coming towards the end of the year and so i just wonder we, we i feel like we expect our public officials to be a little bit more public uh nowadays and so i just wonder how that next individual carries as smith was one who you know dodged a lot of questions over his four years it will also be interesting to you know one of sort of the the criticisms of smith um, even early on when he was first appointed to the position is right. Smith had never helmed a big state public agency mm-hmm. like that. So he had worked at DCFS for many, many years, had then gone to the private sector um, and, you know, had done, you know, he's a licensed social worker and, and worked with uh, vulnerable children, foster kids um, for a, a nonprofit. Um but he, you know, unlike some of his predecessors, had never held, uh, he had never overseen this big agency. And so you were seeing in the reactions from um, various, you know, various folks in these communities saying like, you know, Smith probably knew the, the, knew the work very well, having worked on mm-hmm. the ground and having done that. But were his skills kind of up to par on the managerial sense? Did he really, was he able really to get his hands around, again, this massive, massive public agency? Uh, you know, I think you bring up the funding question, which that that's a double-edged sword too, right? Is, uh, you know, the funding has gone up, but still problems remain. Yes, hiring has increased, but we still got lots of vacancies for mm-hmm. investigators and, and investigators have brought up a lot of like workplace safety concerns, you know, uh, dealing with like what happens when they go and make some of these house checks and kind of what they're walking mm-hmm. into. Um, you know, so I think the the again, the question for Pritzker, who has sort of just finished, uh, you know, the first year of a second term um, mm-hmm. reelected back in 2022. Right. Uh 
does Pritzker kind of make, is he going to look for someone with more agency experience, um, uh, hiring even potentially outside of, outside of the state. Right. Um, we, we just don't know. And, uh, there's other big appointments in other human services agencies, um, that Pritzker is going to be making, uh, soon as well. So it's a lot going on, uh, at the, it's in Springfield. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patients' smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. We always want to make sure we give you a little news you can use at CityCast Chicago, whether that's making sure you're protected during this fall virus season or getting you some financial help. So first up, now is the time to get vaccinated against respiratory viruses. Uh, There are three different viruses we're going to talk about during this time, including RSV, COVID-19 and the flu. A lot of people remember hearing in September that a new COVID-19 booster has been approved. Um, There's an updated booster uh, and the recommendations are to get it. Um, It's going to be a little bit different, though, if you haven't gotten it yet. um, It's going to be a little bit different than previous rounds of COVID-19 vaccines. Right. I think we remember most of us like everyone just saying, go get it. You show up, you get the shot, you leave. Um, Now, this is all going to be a matter of insurance coverage. It's not Mm -hmm. the same as as it was the past couple years where it was like the government's covering everything. It's free for everybody. Just go get it. That said, most insurance plans are legally required to cover the dose, uh, the feds say. But there were a lot of issues reported. Some, you know, some of our listeners may have run into this, particularly if they got it like right after the FDA approval came out. Um, you know, a lot of issues reported where people had to pay out of pocket, even though maybe it should have been covered. There have been issues with supply. A lot of local area hospitals, you know, have limited supply or they only have supply for kids or, you know, people are running out. Um, The hope is that that stuff kind of evens out as insurance plans kind of update and like add this to to what's going on. Um, But you might run into that as you schedule appointments. And I saw I saw it um, straight up. I went to get my flu and COVID vaccine together maybe a week and a half, a couple of weeks ago at this point. And one, there was a wait. Um, I did it at a, a Walgreens that had just gotten uh, the the COVID-19 vaccine. And I watched as people went up there and, and one individual, their insurance, uh, you know, wasn't accepted at that particular Walgreens. And they were having to decide whether to pay out of pocket. And they were looking at something like, I think, $155 yeah. um, for the COVID vaccine. And so it it 
can be a quick process, but the idea of having to think about your insurance, making sure your provider is taken at that location, that that is new to this process, for at least for the COVID vaccine. That said, the city is going to be providing some free doses at uh, certain health centers, at the city-run vaccine uh, clinics. Um, There are also some pharmacies that have free doses available. Uh, Folks are being asked to go to vaccines.gov if you're looking for a a free vaccine, especially if you aren't aren't insured or you're just not sure if your insurance is going to cover it. Um, That is one spot for resources that you can check. But the general advice... Uh, is to get your booster. Um, Again, make it part of this sort of fall virus. Um, I know COVID numbers are going up. I know lots of people personally um, who have been sick the past couple of weeks. Um, So if, uh, you know, make it, I would make it a priority um, in the next, in in the next couple of weeks this week, if you can. What do people need to know about RSV, especially people who um, are older or who have younger kids in their life? So yeah, a lot of people might remember this coming out last fall and seeing RSV, um, which is another separate respiratory virus um, that was affecting uh, young kids, um, and it can be it can be very severe. It can even be deadly. Um, there is a vaccine that is available that is being recommended for. Uh, all children under eight months of age who are going into their first uh, RSV season. Um, there are also vaccines that have now been approved for adults over age 60, especially those with chronic medical conditions. Um, so uh, whether this applies to you or it applies to someone in your life, add this to your to your vaccine regimen. Um, and then again, the last thing that, that folks should do, and we should, again, we should have been doing this from the beginning. We're going to give you the reminder. Flu vaccines, <laughs> annual flu vaccines are available to everyone six months of age and older. Uh, get the double shot. Maybe you get a triple shot or, uh, you know, over over the course of a couple of weeks. Uh, just get it mm-hmm. all done. It 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 the more the more everyone does it, the more everyone is protected and uh, just hopefully makes for a um, a less sickly fall. I hope uh, overall. Yeah. And it looks like officials say it, um, especially if you are going to get all three, maybe get two together and then maybe a week or so later, get the third one. But they strongly suggest your COVID-19 booster, your flu vaccine. And then, Simone, you recently talked to somebody about FEMA resources. Like I said, we're always looking out for ways you might be able to get a little help with your finances. Uh, and there's a deadline coming up for you to get help if you were affected by this summer's torrential rain and flooding. Uh, what do people need to be uh, watching out for? What are the deadlines? Uh, what are the funding opportunities? Yeah, it's wild, right? It's wild to think about that 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 flooding that happened over the summer. Like that was feels it's October now and it feels like forever ago. But there is still a chance if you were affected by flooding during the storms that occurred between June 29th and July 2nd, Monday. Monday is the deadline for you to apply for help from federal agencies. I talked to Larissa Hale from FEMA, um, and you can get funds for a variety of things. Funds for temporary housing while they uh, they're un- if they're unable to live in their homes, they can apply for uh, rental assistance as well as reimbursement for hotel costs. Uh, funds to support the repair or replacement of owner occupied homes that service the household's primary residence. So those are certain things that they can uh, receive. I also talked to Donica Farnham with the Small Business Administration, and I think this is maybe one that people might be less familiar with. Um, 
they also have a lot of long-term loans available, not just for businesses, but also for homeowners and renters, uh, including people who run businesses out of their homes. Because those homes fall within the range of economic um, impact. Um, and so what we see in the two to five years following a disaster historically, statistically, is that businesses take a hit, sometimes devastating hits that can have cascading uh, negative economic impact on the local communities. And so these businesses are here in place to help support the community. Just in Chicago and Cook County, I, I was really surprised when I heard this number. Nearly $200 million has been approved by FEMA, and most of that has been dispersed. So there is a lot of money that is up for grabs here. And if you need it, you should take advantage of it. Uh, you can go to disasterassistance.gov um, for all the information. Uh, another tip I got from them was to check out IllinoisVOAD.org. So that stands for Voluntary Organizations Assisting in Disaster. It's a list of local organizations that will provide aid if you don't qualify or you aren't you aren't able to get federal assistance. And so there are some local organizations that can help you as well um, if you're still dealing with the the effects of that flooding. I'm glad you were able to talk to Larissa because I, I feel like Chicagoans look at flooding as so commonplace that maybe some people don't even realize that you can get help. My mom has some flooding in her basement and she's going to have to to rip up the car, the, the carpet uh, downstairs and she's getting some guys to to redo the concrete on the on the side of her house. It's a whole thing. She, she's getting done next week. Um, but um, I, I wonder if she knows about this, that, that she might be able to, to, to get some, some dollars to help out with that. So I'm going to make sure I, I send this over to her. Or mom, you're listening to this. Go to them websites that Simone just sent you to. And I'm going to just check on her. I'm going to just be like, hey, you go to those websites? I'm like, what you talking about? You don't listen. You don't listen. Which I understand. Uh, if you don't listen to every episode of City Cash Chicago, I get it. Uh, it brings us into the last thing we're going to talk about today. This is the 600th episode of City Cash Chicago. Uh, Simone, you and I have been around since episode one of this thing. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, when you do something daily, after a while, the numbers start to like wear off in the ability to to surprise you. Or, uh, but 600 is a is it, pretty damn cool. Closer to a thousand than than when we started. Yeah, so that is how numbers work, Jacoby. We are closer to a thousand than, than when we started. Uh, yeah, I uh, this is so exciting. It's so funny because I feel like I listen to a lot of podcasts where they celebrate their hundredth episode, and um, because we're daily, we had the privilege of getting to celebrate that like ha six months into our <laughs> into uh, the first year we did this. Uh, you know, I am curious, Jacoby, of the six hundred unique episodes that we have produced here at CityCast Chicago. What do you think what what do you think is maybe one of the most or a few of the most slept on episodes uh that you think folks should go back and check out? All right, I'm going to give I'm going to give you and all of the producers a huge shout out here. I didn't I I'm letting this is the first thing that came to mind and I think it's our music episodes. So I like thought that our too. Gospel music, house music, um, even episode the, the most recent Earth, Wind, and Fire, even episodes where we just sort of you hear music, whether it's like when we talked about the rink or we talked about stepping. Um, yeah, I just 
I I think the production on those episodes is so good. Like the house music episode. I I agree. I was also thinking about our music episodes. Um, I think those are really fun to to work on, and they're so fun to listen to. And it's just like a nice break uh, from mm-hmm. the Chicago news of the week, and you get to know a lot of history. Um, I I feel like we have talked to some really interesting people um, mm-hmm. over the course of the past six hundred episodes. Um, I think. And we've gone to some like really, really interesting places. Another one that I wanted to bring up was um, our neighborhood guides. We did several of these. And what I love about those is I feel like at now having gone to those neighborhoods since recording those and since those published, like I feel like I can take my friends to any neighborhood and like feel like mm-hmm. an expert. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I, t- I I heard from this person who lives here that this is the wreck and then we go there and then it's amazing. You know what I mean? And like, no, it's really cool. I love that feeling after we do an interview and I've learned something about the city and then I can, and I hope listeners feel this way after they hear the interview, right? Of like, oh, I can go and take my friends and be like, did you know this? Did you know this? I learned about this. Have you heard been to this place? You got to order this here. This is the this is the thing. Like you just get to be like the Chicago expert. <laughs> the neighborhood guides are, uh, are, are great. They will take you as far Northwest as Jefferson Park, as far South and Southeast as Roseland, Pullman and the East side. And so people should definitely check those out if they missed them um, or if they want to kind of reminisce with us over these last 600 or so episodes. It's been real cool, G. Yeah. Listeners, uh, let us know what, you you know, you got a favorite episode, a favorite guest, a favorite moment in the show. Let us know. Text us at 773-780-0246. Also, if you want to show me that you got a friend, your mom, a colleague, show me that you got someone else to listen to this show. We'll give you a little shout out on uh, on next week's pod. Again, you can text us 773-780-0246, or you can leave us a voicemail and we might, uh, might feature your voice on the podcast too. Love doing that. Simone, happy 600 episodes, you know, here's to the next 100, 150, 200, you know, however many we're going to do over the next couple of months. All the episodes, all the episodes, Jacoby, we're going to do them all. I mean, we're going to do at least 90 more this year. So, you know, 700 will be around the corner. (laughs) There you go. Before we let you go, Mayor Brandon Johnson is set to make his first ever budget address this week. We're going to be talking about it in our news roundup on Friday. But if you want to get all the details before the end, make sure you subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at chicago.citycast.fm. And go ahead and bookmark that website. Of course, I got to leave you with some good news. The 59th Chicago International Film Festival kicks off tomorrow night. This year, the festival will present screenings at venues throughout Chicago. They're also going to have some virtual options. For a full list of screenings, check the show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening and reading. If you've been listening to the podcast for all 600 of these episodes, plus some reruns and some bonus content, yeah, you different, different. I ain't never listened to 600 episodes of nothing, so... I appreciate you. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Now we're rolling, rolling on the river. Today on City Cash Chicago. Right. <clears throat> and can I get some horns, Johnny? Let me get a little bass. I can't hear you.